Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Up next, Luna Talks with Anna Paulina Luna, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. We no longer have representatives in Congress. We have rulers making decisions for the middle class. Rulers who care more about what party leadership wants than what their constituents need. Rulers who seek money and power, but not to serve their country. This is a result of an establishment system that's destroying America from within. Guys, it's time we reset the system and save our country. This is Luna Talks with Anna Paulina. Welcome back to today's episode of Luna Talks with me, your host, Anna Paulina Luna. I know I have been covering some of the trending topics, and as we know, there's no shortage of those, especially with the current administration. However, I wanted to take a break from what I typically do to cover something that you have all asked me about at one point or another. And that question is, what is it like to run for office? And so I wanted to bring on a candidate who is running in South Carolina 7 by the name of Graham Allen. Some of you may have heard of him. He's known for his viral videos on social media where he rants and raves covering topics happening in the media. But he's also better known for being one of the strongest conservative voices that we currently have in this country. Some of his videos in his own capacity before he was a candidate have received millions and millions of views. That's more than any of your primetime hits on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. So he is clearly a force to be reckoned with. But what we're increasingly seeing, and something that I've talked about to you so many times, is that there are problems that exist within our own party that we have to correct. One of those is that taboo that exists about running a Republican against another Republican. There's that common saying, thou shall not speak ill of another Republican, or the fact that most people look down upon other Republicans deciding to primary others if they think that they're not doing their job. But isn't that a part of the American process? And that's exactly why our Founding fathers engineered elections to be the way that they are, so that everyone, common folk like you and I, have the opportunity to engage in the political process. Now, Graham Allen is one of these people that has literally taken time out of his personal life, personal capacity to put his money where his mouth is and decide to run for office. 
He clearly didn't have to do it for money. He clearly is doing it because he believes in this country. He's also a veteran, and I've happened to know him for several years. In fact, we first met one another when we were both at Turning Point. He's still there as a contributor, but he also has a very, very massive brand in regards to what he's doing for the conservative movement. And yes, he still has a day job. In fact, he owns multiple businesses, and he's doing that all while campaigning. He is also a United States Army veteran. He is a father. He is a husband. And he is arguably going to be, in my opinion, the next representative of South Carolina 7. He has the polling to prove it. He has the fundraising to prove it. And he definitely has the media and social media platform that any person running for office would envy. Graham, thank you so much for joining our show today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I, you said more than I could. Uh, you know, it's, I tell everybody it's not that impressive in real life. Uh, I'm just a guy that believes in America, that loves to run his mouth for a living. Um, and, you know, I'm tired of seeing our country being destroyed from tyrannical dictators. Uh, we no longer have leaders in our country. We have rulers who think that they know what's best for us uh, instead of the other way around. And so if I, if I lose everything I've ever worked for uh, in the process of the process of exposing uh, the hypocrisy and the the just honestly the, just the evil within not only the Democrat Party but our party as well. If 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 all of it is for me to fall on the sword of the truth of the veil being pulled back, well then it's all worth it in my book. So that's it. I'm just a guy that believes in America and believes in the truth. Um, and the truth, not your truth or their truth, the truth. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just here to help. And, and truly, that's it. Well, let's talk about that for a second. You are arguably one of the top 10 conservative it, like voices in the country. I don't even want to call you an influencer because I feel like you own multiple businesses. You're a veteran. You're word. clearly, yeah. yeah, you're clearly more than that. But it's interesting because people like you don't go into politics to make money. You clearly have been financially well-to-do in your own right. It's interesting because you've sacrificed a lot to really do what you're doing currently. I don't think a lot of people know that. Can you maybe go into what happened with your Facebook page? Because you've taken a personal loss in order to run for office simply because you're conservative. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that we have too many doctors, too many lawyers in Congress and not enough people who have started small businesses, people that understand what it means to, hey, you know, I've got this idea uh, and I think I'm going to run with it and I'm going to tank my personal credit for the first couple of years because <laughs> we're not going to make any money and I'm going to have to take out loans and I'm going to have to pay employees instead of, you know, I'm going to have to float a house payment so I can pay employees to keep this thing going until it gets to a point where it actually is producing, right? Like most businesses are not profitable until year three to five. And and, and so we, we don't have enough people that understand what it's like to be denied small business loans to start off uh, another business venture because you did tank your personal credit until your business was viable enough to where the returns started coming in. And then it takes years to build it back up so you can you know, have a media business and then you have an apparel business and we have a charity foundation and I even have a trucking business that nobody knows about that I'm even you know <laughs> attached to. Uh, I'm looking at getting into the coffee business uh, you know, nobody that there are too few people in Congress making decisions for middle class America, which is the backbone 
of America. The middle class is the blanket of freedom over America. And I truly believe it because it what it's what keeps the ruling class over a honestly a slave class. If you remove the middle class, the lower class becomes a slave class to the upper class. And 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 it is so vitally important in saying that, you know, running for Congress when you already have achieved, I, I don't know, what's the word, uh, success to a certain extent. Um, you know, people hate success. And so unfortunately Absolutely. in America, in America today, you know, you can't talk about, oh, well, you know, I am a successful entrepreneur these days uh, because for some reason that's off-putting for people. But even running for Congress, we, we took a major, major financial hits on all aspects of business because uh, obviously I own a media company with that media company uh, has advertisers. It has uh, obviously advertising through video views off social media platforms, et cetera, et cetera. And that employs a lot of Americans, the money that's made off of that. So that entire business literally went from, you know, I'm not going to disclose money on here, but it went from this amount of money to, to have multiple employees to zero in three days. Literally, we announced the campaign and three days later, Facebook sends me a personal email letting me know that uh, not that I was in trouble, but because I was uh, now a political candidate, I can no longer make money on any social media platform through any ad monetization, any anything. And so, yes, the truth of the matter is, we have lost more money in the past quarter and a half than most people will ever understand because we believe in America and, and I believe in America. And I believe that somebody has to be willing to give up comfort to fight for the ideals that we believe here in America. I say it all the time that all of this crap, all this craziness, all this tyranny, none of this ends until Americans are willing to become uncomfortable to stand up for what they actually believe. And if I don't do that myself, then who am I to tell, you know, the, the family that makes 50 grand a year that you also have to be willing to become uncomfortable to fight for America? So I can tell you, I've obviously observed that you are one of those people that has chosen not to just talk about it, but actually take action. And I think that that's a problem that we're seeing is a lot of people can complain about it, but they don't offer solutions. You're one of those people that is being a problem solver to kind of segue into the classism that we're seeing now in this country. Obviously, the far left is really targeting the middle class, right? And they are trying to mm -hmm. create this class divide <clears throat> with wealthy people, with poor people, with the middle class. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious and out there in the public. But let's talk about the political class because you're doing something that I think a lot of Republicans would have considered taboo previous to President Trump. You are running against another Republican. And because yep. of that, I've seen it. You've been stonewalled by the same people that say they believe in America first because yep. you are running against someone that literally was the worst Republican on the face of the planet. Tom Rice, correct? Correct. Um, you know, that has been the biggest shock out of all of this. Uh, you know, we have, um, you know, I wouldn't say top 10. I always say top 25. I, I feel like that's a very that's a very solid thing. I, I would say that we we have been in the top 25 conservative voices over the past three or four years at this point. The Republican Party loved us, the team, me, however you want to say it. They loved us 
over the past four years until until we dare step foot into the political world. And, and that's been the biggest shock is realizing that even in the Republican Party, the grand old party, that politically speaking, we might as well be the same as the left. Uh, you know, the, the, the current establishment that's in place, the system that are in place, um, this 11th commandment that <laughs> thou shall not speak ill of another Republican. Why? Why do we have that? Why do we why do we have those rules set in place? Well, my belief is those rules are set in place because those are insurance policies for people who want to be career politicians. That's what it is. You pay your dues into the NRCC. You know, you don't make waves to the upper leadership when, you know, when there's waves to be made. Uh, you don't stand firm for what your district and your constituents actually want you to do because you're more afraid of what the political parties are going to do to you if you stand up for what the people you're actually supposed to represent want you to do. For example, this bill is going to pass no matter what I do, but I don't believe in the bill. And if I stand up to it, everybody in the Republican Party is going to hate me for it. Very few people in Congress today will go back to their district, see how they want them to vote and be willing to have the fortitude. Uh, I don't know the female version of having the, you know, the metaphorical balls to stand up. Cojones, and, use cojones and, on the show. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. Cojones. And, and so many people don't have that. And they won't be the lone person saying no, because the people that I represent told me to tell you no, because I answer to them. I don't work for you. I work for them. And that's where we've lost our way a lot with, honestly, probably 99% of the people that are in Congress right now. They believe that they have an employer and the employer is, you know, the government, the, you know, the government. And now, technically, that may be where their checks are coming from, but those checks are only cashable because of the people. The people are your boss. That is the way it's supposed to go. We're, we're, we're focusing on the wrong boss. We have hundreds of thousands of bosses that we're supposed to be answering to every single day as representatives. And we have so many people that have forgotten that. And it's truly, truly sad. And worst of all, the scariest thing I've heard is somebody actually wrote and they told me, well, you know, Graham, we elect these people to be in charge of us. And I was floored because the, 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 the private citizen in me, which I still currently am a private citizen, was screaming. <laughs> at the at the, the no 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 this is America we don't elect rulers we don't elect leaders we elect people that are supposed to preserve the will and the freedoms that we have here as Americans in fact that's literally the only reason we have a government in the first place that is why government was created that if ever the individual rights and freedoms of the American people were being infringed upon or being threatened, that's when the government steps in to protect those individual rights and freedoms. And now we have a government that believes that they can give and take away. It is a very scary time. And it is a, and is honestly a point in our history where we're either going to write the course or we're going to fall away for forever. The American people have to remember that they are the power. 
I 100% agree. And I'm glad that you said that because so many people I think are now waking up, but it's been kind of a hard process because you and I can go blue in the face, but if people have cognitive dissonance and they shut down, they're not necessarily going to acknowledge that. I do have to break real quick for a commercial break. So we'll be right back. Everyone sit today. I'm going to ask Graham when we get back about the craziest story he's heard about himself since running for office. We'll be right back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. So, Graham, obviously, as you're running for office, you're the front runner. You're clearly one of the biggest conservative voices, and you're definitely projected to win this seat in South Carolina. But what is the craziest thing that you've heard about yourself since running for office, as they call it, front runner treatment? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'll. <laughs> I think this. I think this time uh, I'll talk about just the craziest thing, not the funniest thing. Uh, the funniest thing was the female genitalia story, which was ridiculous. Uh, but the, the the craziest thing was uh, Graham Allen hates Christians. Graham Allen hates Christians. He hates. The church, he hates religion, which is absolutely not true at all. Uh, they, this was the right that this was coming from, not the left. This was the right. They took 16 seconds out of a seven minute video that I made three years ago. And the video had been seen 137 million times. All right. You know, this video has been out there for forever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in the 16 second clip, they take the part out where I say, I love Jesus, but Christianity and religion, I absolutely hate because it's run by people and people kind of suck. That's the 16 seconds that they took out of the clip. The video was in response to a woman saying that she was a Christian. She identified as a Christian, but she couldn't stand to look at me because of my tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos. And so I was responding to the hypocrisy of that. And so uh, the craziness of saying that I'm that I hate Christians is just crazy to me. But, but, but my response to people is I take a very different response. You know, a lot of people want to do damage control and all this other kind of, ah, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Every time somebody asks me about it, I say, I'm a Christian, love Jesus, love the Bible, watch the full video. End of statement. I have nothing to apologize for. I stand by what I said. Uh, and, and I don't apologize for things, uh, unless you can prove me to be wrong. I have nothing to be sorry for because you don't like the way that I say things. And, you know, president Trump taught us that, uh, Tucker Carlson does that uh, all of the truly great voices and leaders in history do that. Um, you know, I'll apologize if I'm wrong. I'm not above saying that I don't know everything and that there are things that I could get wrong or mistaken. But unless you honestly just have something that I'm wrong about, 
I'm not saying I'm sorry to anybody. Uh, if you don't like my tone, this is not a time in our country where I could care less about you and your thoughts about my tone. In fact, people that are kind in the words that they say and, and they, they smooth people and they wine and dine people and all that stuff. That's why we're in the situation that we're in right now. <laughs> yes. uh, we need people that, you know, uh, one of my favorite articles was Graham Allen has you know, proven to be uh, the front runner in the District 7 race, but has angered local GOP leaders due to abrasive comments online. <laughs> you I mean you that, have a backbone. <laughs> I, well, you know, I look, I tell everybody, unlike everybody else that's in this race, I have hundreds of thousands of hours of videos, interviews, speeches, podcasts, Fox News hits, Newsmax hits, OAN hits, Blaze hits, whatever it is, you can you can go and you can find out. I have two books working on a third. You can go back and you can look at everything that I've ever said and I've ever done. You either think the way that I think, you feel the way that I feel, and you see the things that I see that are happening to this country, or you don't. And if you're the type of American that you don't see what I see, you're not going to vote for me anyway. <laughs> and, 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 and that's truly how we run this campaign is, you know, we're here because we believe we can help. We're not here because I want to be a congressman. I'm here because I want to serve America because I want my children and my grandchildren to grow up and not Canada 2.0. Um, and, and that that's truly what separated us in this race, like nobody's ever seen this before. Like when we show up to GOP meetings and, you know, everybody else goes up and they give this little 20 minute speech and they stand by this podium and they talk. I throw the podium away. I put a stool down and I say, what do y'all want to talk about? And we literally have conversation for three hours. I'll be there for three hours talking to these people, letting them ask whatever they want to ask. And sometimes they ask me things I have no freaking idea what they're talking about. <laughs> and, 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 and I tell them, you know, I gotta be honest. That's, that's a new one. That's the first time I've heard about that. You know, uh, I've learned about I-73 and highway eight and all these other kind of things that are super important to some people and other people couldn't give a crap about certain things. And I've learned the top of my district hates the bottom half and the bottom half hates the top half. And, you know, I, because we're actually asking people <laughs> what they want and what they think and what they feel and uh they've never seen that before and so we're just going to keep doing what we do uh and and it seems to be working so far at least <laughs> yeah no so. you're a very you're a very approachable person and i find that and this is you know having run for office last time what i realized is there are literally people that will spend their entire careers as a lobbyist and basically becoming swampy up in washington dc in preparation so that they can move somewhere and then run for office and that they know they'll be the pet of whatever the party wants. And that's exactly yep. why we have issues in this country is because it is about the Beltway Washington, D.C. insider getting elected to office and people trust them. And then they turn around and they become absolute rhinos. 
I think one of the best things that you are doing is giving people an option of a better alternative to what they've been doing before. I think that if anyone anticipated that you are not going to win this election, I think that they were they are out to lunch. I think that it is evident. I went out to South Carolina. I see how the community loves and respects you. And I think that you're going to be the next representative. So to talk about kind of what happens in D.C., there's a lot of people who don't necessarily know what it's like to run for office. You are doing everything that you can. Obviously, you'd stated earlier at your own personal expense. But can you tell me some of the problems that you're realizing with how campaigning is done now as to maybe potentially why it's a problem in Washington, D.C. and why we're seeing the issues that we're seeing? Yeah, I think this is going to be in my next book, actually. I think I'm going to win or lose. I'm going to talk about (laughs) everything that they don't want me to talk about. So if this is the last podcast they ever do, uh, I did not kill myself on on uh, on the podcast you heard uh, it here <laughs> yeah you heard it here i think i might do i'm thinking about calling it red pill blue pill and that'd be the name of the book that's actually uh, really good no one steal that idea it's copyrighted yeah, already <laughs> yeah copyrighted well it's time stamped here if you take it well we can time stamp it but <laughs> e- either way uh the system and there's a system uh, i don't like calling it the establishment because establishment has become such a word that like people automatically think that you're a conspiracy theorist the second you say that word or whatever i like to call it the system and this goes on both sides do i believe that every single person that votes democrat is a demon that wants the entire world to burn down No, I believe that they are confused, they've been lied to, and they've been brainwashed, but I digress. The right, however, has just as big of a system in place as the left does to control who ends up on the ballot because they know, especially in red districts, that most people are just going to do all red on on voting day. That's it. They're just all red all red, all red, or if you're a Democrat, all blue, all blue, all blue. And the the problem is I actually did get into a a debate with a, with a woman at a GOP meeting. You know, I was talking about this and I said that there is a problem in place where you have to raise millions upon millions of dollars for a job that pays $174,000, $178,000. See, I don't even know how much it pays. Like that's how much I, you know, I mean, seriously, like clearly like, not doing it for money. Let's just put it no, that way. <laughs> no, I don't even, you know, is, is it 174? Is it yeah, it's about hundred? I think they just gave themselves a pay raise ironically enough, but yeah, it's about hundred. Okay. <laughs> well, well, there you go. All right. So, um, I said, it makes no sense. It's ridiculous. And, and, and it's all because, especially when you're primarying another Republican, the entire system clamps down to where they'll say something like this internally. Well, we're not going to do anything to help them, but we're not going to help you in the process uh, because they want everything to stay red, even in districts where there's no doubt that it's going to be red like mine. They want people, they would much rather have a Tom Rice who voted to impeach the greatest president of our lifetimes, possibly the greatest president ever. They would much rather have an impeachment voter because he owes favors. They can control him. They can have sway over them. They don't want somebody like a me or a you going in there because they don't even like me now. They're for sure not going to like me once I get elected. And they know this. Like, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. I said, you know what? They're right not to want me to get it because I am going to be the biggest 
thorn in their side from day one. And, and we, it's because they have a system and the system is money. That's the first step of the system. First, they lock everything down and then they make it to where the average everyday American can't fundraise in their own districts because the people that can actually write the big checks in the district will not do it through fear of repercussion of political backlash, right? So how is a normal everyday American, the guy or girl that works a 12-hour shift at the hospital or whatever it is, want to put their name in the hat to be a representative, how are they going to raise millions of dollars to take on an incumbent when the entire state and district has locked down around them? The answer is they can't. So it has to be people like me or you that are able to circumvent that. We're able to be like, okay, if you want to lock me out of the state, I'll just take our message and we'll go to the other 49 states and we'll bring on the money to be able to fight you and take you on. And some woman, she was she she had to been in her 70s or whatnot. She was in there. And I come to find out that she had been in the, you know, the GOP for like 40 years. And she's like, well, you know, I disagree with what you just said. Okay, well, you know why? She said, well, that's just the way it is. You know, you have to be able to fundraise to win races. Yeah, you have to be able to raise millions of dollars to be able to do this thing. That's just the way it is. That's not a system in place to keep people out. That's just the way it is. And I simply responded with, well, ma'am, don't you think that that's a problem? Don't you think that that is an issue? And don't you think that the days of saying, well, that's just the way that it is, that's what's gotten us to where we are. Why are we not allowed to call out a Republican that's not doing their job? Well, you know, we need to be behind closed doors in a unified party. Why? Our party is not unified. Our party is definitely not unified. No, we're not. But the worst part is we're not unified behind closed doors and we try to act like we are, but we're worse than the Democrats. AOC will call out the president of the United States to his face. And everybody gives AOC crap. I tell everybody she's the most powerful person in the Democrat Party because she has such a national influence. She influences everybody else's elections. That's why she is so powerful for the Democrats, because she has such a national voice. And if we don't start electing people that have the ability to combat that national voice that is influencing elections across the country. If you don't think that stupid people like AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashid Tlaib, uh, Nancy Pelosi, all these people, if you don't think that they're affecting other people's districts and other people's states, you're not paying attention. I tell every single person, I ain't even told you this, I tell every person when I'm speaking at an event, I said, it can't be just me. I said, everybody's got $100 a month. I said, I don't care how much you whine and complain that you don't. Yes, you do. Stop going to Starbucks twice a week and you'll have 100 bucks a month. Give 10 bucks to me and then find nine other people in the nation that you agree with and donate $10 a month every single month to those people because it cannot be just me. Because no, it can't. I was, if I just go, nothing happens. I will tell you that you're absolutely right in the national platform. And they're actually now too. these candidates, the candidates that you just listed are mainly the candidates that are actually backed by an organization called Justice for Democrats, which runs these really progressive candidates. But it's interesting because what I noticed is that they are going to places. They're doing live streams on something called Twitch, which is where video gamers are at. They're being boosted yep. on TikTok and on Twitter and on Instagram. So you have the age range who's been 
pretty much millennials and below our age range and demographic that are literally embracing this message. And I think the older establishment doesn't understand that. And so I can tell you that I was actually out to lunch with my husband here in St. Petersburg. And I actually asked a waitress, I said, I'm just curious if you can, who is the most, you know, the coolest candidate that you would consider a person that's currently in office? And she goes, well, you know, um, there's this younger girl. I think she's from New York. She was a bartender. And I just, I really like her style and she's really cool. And I was like, so would you vote for her? She said, yes, absolutely. And her reasoning was, is that she was relatable. She looked like her. And that's the problem is that these people don't understand the ideology. So the Trojan horse behind that of socialism and people like you that should be promoted to get to office are suppressed because you are not controlled by those in power. And that's the problem. I do want to ask you about your America first stances. I do have to break one more time for a quick commercial break. So we'll be right back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. All right, so Graham, you again, as I stated earlier, you are one of the most conservative voices in our country. Clearly, you've been, I think, yelling from the top of the hills since the beginning of Trump's presidency about the America First agenda. I know that you're also fighting for that in your district. I mean, what are those policies that you are super passionate about in regards to what we're currently seeing in our country? Well, you know, first of all, I'm a firm believer that we need to audit all 50 states, uh, even the states that got it right uh, or whatever it is. At this point, I love I love what they said about the findings in Arizona, where everybody was like, oh, the findings prove that Biden won 100 percent. Did they? No, nope. They, did they didn't. <laughs> did, did they really prove that? Because I read something completely different than, than, than everybody else did. All 50 states need to be audited. Uh, you know, the, 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 the only issue is with decertification now that, you know, Trump uh, is not currently in the White House is what's the constitutional authority for those kind of things, right? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, there is no basis of that. So Kamala Harris is terrible, et cetera. We're screwed all the way around in the current situation that we find ourselves in. But we need to trust our elections, first and foremost. All right. That is the de facto number one thing that must be fixed. Americans have to know that their vote actually matters and that their vote actually counts and that their vote actually makes it through the system, through the ballot box, through whatever it is. Absolutely. Because without a honest, open, transparent election system, you can't have America first policies in the first place. Second of all, we got to secure the border. It is the most, we have an opioid crisis in South Carolina. Uh, We have women, children, 
dudes overdosing every single day. They're on the side of the road. Doesn't matter what, what area you're in, wherever you're at. We have an opioid problem in South Carolina. Where are they getting all this from? Well, they're getting it from the border because the drug cartels are able to bring them up because our border patrol agents are babysitting all these people coming over illegally, infected with not just COVID-19, tuberculosis, all kinds of things. It is it is the absolute most insane thing in the world. Here's what I always tell everybody is they've got the Canadian border locked down. Why? Because Canadians want to get out of Canada because they see what it's like in a crazy place like that. But the but they have the southern border wide open because they want these people. Most of the states in the presidential elections are in Arizona. It's less than it was just over 10,000, I believe, in Arizona, where what was what Biden won by. But in some places, even in red states, it's only by two, three hundred thousand votes. Well, and also, too. Yeah, there was there's talk out of Georgia that people were coming forward. They were being subpoenaed to court, that they were told that they were literally they were told to remove inactive voters from the rolls, make them active. And then you had, you know, these drops in the middle of the night. That's not a conspiracy theorist. That's testimony from these volunteers that are Democrats. So it's like, how could they suppress this? I think that the media is complicit in hiding all this information. And of course, you being an America first candidate, it's like they're not going to give you a fair shake. I think pending all goes well, which it will for your primary, according to your polling. I know you're kicking butt there. I mean, they're going to say, you know, they called if they called Larry Elder the face of white supremacy. I can only imagine what they're going to say about you. And that's what they do is they try to destroy Apparently, if you go back into Nazi Germany, this is what a Nazi looked like. Apparently, that's what everybody they're going to call you a Nazi. Yeah, they're going to say you're. I a am Nazi the definition and- of what a Nazi looks like. But 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 back one last thing for for illegals coming into the country. It is 100 percent to control the elections of blue votes. That's what they want to do. Even the most red of states are only a couple hundred thousand votes. They want to bring in millions of illegal immigrants into this country and sporadically place them throughout our country to influence elections. That's what all this is about. They could care less about, you know, uh, people seeking asylum and all this stuff. They don't give a crap about any of that stuff. It is about power. It is about maintaining power. Right now, the Facebook whistleblower is testifying before Senate right this second. Don't be fooled by this either. This is a Trojan horse. Why are people like AOC and all these other people finally, finally starting to scream the very things that Republicans have been screaming for years, that big tech needs to be broken up because what big tech is doing is they are censoring viewpoints that they don't like. That's why Republicans or conservatives have said big tech needs to get broken up. Why now all of a sudden are people like AOC and all these other people saying we need to break up big tech? Well, now they're saying that Facebook's algorithms are designed to allow hateful and divisive rhetoric to get the most engagement, which makes Facebook the most money. Well, who gets to deem what content is safe, non-hateful or non-divisive? Any political topic turns sometimes hateful and divisive. So what do you think they're trying to do right now? They're trying to influence the 2022 midterms because they're trying to impose and break up big tech. But what they're really trying to do 
is censor conservatives because the midterms are coming up. I don't believe this woman for one second. <laughs> I think no, this it, is it, all part of the plan. It came out that she was actually a huge donor to, I think she was a part of the Obama administration that she had donated to AOC. And, you know, yeah. you talk about, you know, this divisive quote unquote content getting the most views. They would instantly label your videos as divisive content because you're conservative. Therefore, they could Correct. suppress you. It's like, don't believe it, but also to, yes, we need to break up big tech, but not to censor more, not to make it in control of government, but literally to allow more conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So it's completely backwards. So, I mean, I've obviously had you on for a little bit now and I know you have to get going, but where can people go to find your platform? Where can they donate and where can they follow you on your social medias? You can just Google Graham Allen. There's no telling what's going to pop up, but I promise you I'll be the first (laughs) one that pops up there. Uh, And then, you know, if you want to donate to the campaign, you can go to GrahamAllenSC.com or you could just search Graham Allen in in every uh, social media thing. I, I I should be the first one that pops up. So, well, you're definitely kicking the face in on the fundraising. So you're doing amazing. And obviously we're going to continue to support you and follow everything that you're doing, because I do believe that you are going to be the Trump endorsed candidate for South Carolina seven, right? That's your congressional district. We'll see. Yes. uh, SC seven. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's it. I have no doubts. Uh, You heard it here first. I'm going to predict it. So I'm pretty good at these things. I had Carrie Lake on actually for my job. I was interviewing her. And then a couple of months later, she got the endorsement. So we were very excited about that, but I do believe you'll be the Trump endorsed candidate. Thank you for joining us today here on Luna talks. And we look forward to having you back. Thanks for having me. Before we go, I want to thank Graham Allen again for such a great interview. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. To hear more about my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to Gingrich360.com slash Anna. You can also find me on Twitter, Parlor, Facebook, Instagram, and Getter at Real Anna Paulina. And a special thank you to producer Drew Steele, writer Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.